0: Welcome to Episode 78 of I Wrote This News. Today is set March 26, 2022. Every weekend, we will give you a wrap-up of the week's events, highlighting and expanding on listener favorites from the week. Let's dive in. Story number one, That's Not My God, Mr. Facing stiff resistance in Ukraine and crippling economic sanctions at home, Russian President Vladimir Putin is using language that recalls the rhetoric from Joseph Stalin's show trials of the 1930s. With his hopes for a blitz in Ukraine shattered and economic costs mounting swiftly, Putin unleashed a venomous diatribe at those who oppose his course. In a call on Wednesday with top officials, Putin spewed, quote, The Russian people will always be able to distinguish true patriots from scum and traitors and will simply spit them out like a gnat that accidentally flew into their mouths. Spit them out on the pavement. I am convinced that such a natural and necessary self-purification of society will only strengthen our country, our solidarity cohesion and readiness to respond to any challenges. The coarse language carried ominous parallels for those familiar with Soviet history. During show trials of Stalin's great terror, authorities disparaged the declared enemies of the people as reptiles or mad dogs. His voice strained by anger, Putin charged that Russians who opposed the war in Ukraine were a fifth column obsequiously serving Western interests and ready to sell their own mother. Putin later appeared at a huge flag-waving rally at a Moscow stadium Friday and praised his country's troops in biblical terms as they rained lethal fire on Ukraine's cities. Putin said, quote, Shoulder to shoulder, they help and support each other. We have not had unity like this for a long time. The event included patriotic songs, including a performance of Made in the USSR, with the opening lines Ukraine and Crimea, Belarus and Moldova, it's all my country, and then maybe Romania or Poland or Slovakia. Is it really all Putin's country? seeking to portray the war as just, Putin paraphrased the Bible to say of Russia's troops, there is no greater love than giving up one's soul for one's friends. And he continued to insist his actions were necessary to prevent genocide, a claim flatly denied by leaders around the globe. Here's the full passage from the Bible that Putin seems to be parroting. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. At least 600 civilians have been killed in Russia's attack on Ukraine, with many more unaccounted for. More than 3 million people have fled the fighting in Ukraine. That's a strange kind of love for one another. Story number 2 We're in this together, Clarence. Justice Clarence Thomas has been hospitalized since Friday after experiencing flu-like symptoms, according to a statement from the Supreme Court on Sunday evening. Thomas was being treated with intravenous antibiotics at Sibley Memorial Hospital in Washington for an infection the statement said. His symptoms are abating, he is resting comfortably, and he expects to be released from the hospital in a day or two, the statement said. In related news, a microbe announced that it had been hospitalized since Friday after experiencing Clarence Thomas-like symptoms, including leaning hard to the right and having a hard time seeing things clearly. Story number three, stop it some more, Trump says Putin must have thought. Ruddy the Tootster Giuliani said former President Donald Trump made an unusual threat to Russian President Vladimir Putin while he was in office. Trump says, quote, Vladimir, you shouldn't, like, attack Ukraine. I never liked those big, what are those things you got in Moscow? Those big bubbles. Those big gold bubbles. I never like those things, so I'm gonna have to blow them up, Giuliani said. He was presumably referring to the Cathedral of the Annunciation, which is in the Kremlin and has gold onion domes. So Putin says, they're churches, Giuliani recounted. Trump said, oh, Vladimir, don't tell me that about churches, come on, churches. You can fool Bush, you can't fool me, you care about churches. Let's see if we can follow along here. Trump allegedly kept Russia in line by first telling Putin that if he invaded, that Trump would quote, have to blow up those big gold bubbles. Then when Putin explains that those gold bubbles are churches, Trump claims that Putin couldn't possibly care about them. Pause here a moment. Trump is threatening to destroy something of Putin's while explaining to Putin that the thing he's going to destroy isn't really important to Putin. This isn't crazy like a fox. This is just crazy, period. Fortunately, Giuliani said that Trump had authorized him to share the details of a meeting with Putin where Ukraine came up in the conversation. If Story number 4. Zelensky acts like the only grown-up in the room. Georgia Republican representative and walking example of the risks of democracy, Marjorie Taylor Greene offers a detailed analysis of what's happening in Ukraine on a right-wing talk show of which I've never heard BKP politics. Here's what she had to say. And now you see Ukraine uh, just kept poking the bear and poking the bear, which is Russia, and Russia invaded, and and the truth is, and this is the hard truth to accept, there is no win for Ukraine here. Uh, Russia is being very successful in their invasion. Even though we hear different things on television, they, the, the things that we see and we know that are actually happening there doesn't, I don't see a way out for Ukraine. I'll even blame. This is the kind of argument that people use to blame rape victims. Was Ukraine wearing a dress that was a little too short? did she act too flirty toward Russia? Green also questioned where U.S. emergency aid for Ukraine would eventually wind up. She said, quote, It's shocking to me that Congress is so willing to funnel $14 billion in military equipment over and over again into Ukraine and you have to ask, is this money and is this United States military equipment falling into the hands of Nazis in Ukraine? This line of thinking echoes claims Russian leader Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin have used to defend the war. In the meantime, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky sounds nothing but pragmatic in terms of where things are with the war against his country and how to proceed given the West's hesitancy to get more involved, Zelensky said late Monday he would consider dropping Ukraine's requests for full NATO membership, a key Russian demand, in exchange for a ceasefire, the withdrawal of Russian troops and security guarantees. According to the Associated Press, Zelensky said, quote, It's a compromise for everyone, for the West, which doesn't know what to do with us with regard to NATO, for Ukraine, which wants security guarantees, and for Russia, which doesn't want further NATO expansion. He went on to note, quote, we are not being accepted into NATO because they are afraid of Russia. That's all. We need to calm down and say, okay, what other security guarantees are possible? Although disappointing for Ukraine, this take sounds imminently reasonable and far better than MTG's Russia-friendly assessment. Story number five, hold my beer, my Xanax, and my cell phone. Hillsong Church co-founder and serial creep Brian Houston has agreed to resign from his position as global senior pastor amid complaints of inappropriate conduct with two women. What is it with religious leaders fooling around with congregants? According to a statement from the church's board on Friday, the two complaints stem from incidents within the last 10 years. The first incident involved inappropriate text messages to a member of the staff from Houston approximately a decade ago. The staff member resigned after the incident and the board said Houston was under the influence of sleeping tablets on which he was dependent. The church's board issued a statement explaining, quote, he immediately apologized to the person. We also worked closely with Pastor Brian to ensure he received professional help to eliminate his dependency on this medication, and this was achieved successfully. Whoa, whoa, not so fast. First, why did the person on the business end of Houston's blame it on the booze and pills behavior the one who resigned? And secondly, tell us more about that professional help to wean Pastor Brian off them their pills. Okay, here you go. The pastor received a second complaint in 2019 after becoming disoriented after a session at the Hillsong Conference. According to the board, Houston consumed anti-anxiety medicine and alcohol, then knocked on a hotel room door and spent time with its female occupant. That professional help that was so successful sounds kind of interesting. Let's listen in on a therapy session. How are you doing this week, Pastor Brian? I still love the booze, but I miss my sleeping pills. I understand. Have you tried Xanax with your booze? That's brilliant. And what about the inappropriate text messaging? No more of that. Now I do my naughty talk face to face. Pastor Brian, I think you've had a breakthrough. Let's pray. And to top it off, the board was already aware of the allegations when Houston stepped down in January to focus on fighting the charge of concealing child sex abuse committed by his father the founder of the church's predecessor. Detectives served Houston's lawyers last summer with a notice for him to appear in a Sydney court for allegedly concealing a serious, indictable offense according to police. Police said that they would allege in court that Houston, quote, knew information relating to the sexual abuse of a young male in the 1970s and failed to bring that information to the attention of police. A government inquiry into institutional responses to allegations of child sex abuse found in 2015 that Houston did not tell police that his father was a child sex abuser. The inquiry found that Houston became aware of allegations against his father in 1999 and allowed him to retire quietly rather than report him to police. His father confessed to the abuse before he died in 2004 at age 82. March 26th is the 85th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar, 280 days remain until the end of the year. On this date in 1636, Utrecht University is founded in the Netherlands. 1812, a political cartoon in the Boston Gazette coins the term gerrymander to describe oddly shaped electoral districts designed to help incumbents win re-election. 1922, the German Social Democratic Party is founded in Poland. 1931, Swissair is founded as the national airline of Switzerland. 1967, 10,000 people gather for one of many Central Park Bienn's in New York City. The Biins were generally peaceful gatherings aimed at protesting the Vietnam War and to address and promote other issues. With a budget of $250 for this event, organizers printed 3,000 posters and 40,000 small notices designed by Peter Max and distributed them around the city an estimated 10,065 people, the majority of whom were hippies, participated in the event at the Sheep Meadow and Central Park. They were joined by families who had attended the Easter parade and members of the Spanish community who were notified of the event by Spanish-language posters. The New York Times described the group as, quote, poets from the Bronx, dropouts from the East Village, interior decorators from the East Side, teachers from the West Side and teeny boppers from Long Island. The paper reported that participants, quote, wore carnation petals and paper stars and tiny mirrors on foreheads, paint around the mouth and cheeks, flowering bedsheets, buttons and tights. At 6.45 am the first police car arrived at the gathering. The car was covered with flowers while the crowd chanted of daffodil power at which point the police quickly retreated. Less than a month later, on April 15, another anti-war rally took place as a part of the spring mobilization to end the war in Vietnam. The number of demonstrators grew drastically to an estimated 100 to 400,000 attendees. This peace rally, which assembled and started off in Central Park and then marched to the United Nations, was said to be the largest of its kind at its time. The demonstrators ranged from Sioux Indians from South Dakota to members of the African-American community all rallying for one cause, peace, 1979, and where else at it. Menachem Begin and Jimmy Carter signed the Egypt-Israel Peace Treaty in Washington, D.C. Today's birthday list is a doozy. Celebrating birthdays today are actors Alan Arkin and James Kahn, who co-starred together in the 1974 movie Freebie and the Bean, Olympic sprinter Barbara Jones, politician who has overstayed her welcome Nancy Pelosi biologist and anti-religion blowhard Richard Dawkins, author Erica Jong, journalist Bob Woodward, singer Diana Ross, rocker Steven Tyler, comedian Vicky Lawrence, musician Teddy Pendergrass, comedian Martin Short, politician and repair cabinet member Elaine Kale, activist and Red Beret guy Curtis Silva, TV personality Lisa Gibbons, actress Jennifer Grey, singer Kenny Chesney, actress Leslie Mann, actress Amy Smart, journalist Margaret Brennan, actor Jonathan Groff, and the first woman appointed to the US Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor. She turns 92. Happy birthday to all of them. And if your birthday is today, a very happy birthday to you as well. By the way, if you or someone you know is having a birthday and would like us to announce it on the show, leave us a voice message or send an email. The links are in the show notes. Today's news was brought to us by ABC News, The Associated Press, Axios, The Bible, Politico, Yahoo News, Insider, Axios, Washington Post, USA Today and the website from which Marjorie Taylor Greene could use some tips. Wikipedia. If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard today, or if you have a suggestion, please send us a note at I wrote this news, all one word at that That email address one more time is I wrote this news, all one word at that One more thing. If this podcast sounds a little funny, That's because it's also an experiment. All of the vocals were generated using AI technology. Hopefully the show will sound different and better as the tech improves and as we improve at using it. I'm Bob Meese, hoping you have an amazing day. We'll get together again soon.